see what we got. Oh, I got a message on Facebook. Here it is. He says he's dialing. Okay, I'll let him do that. Dad, are you on yo, landline? Yo, yo. <laughs> yeah, I just got on here. I'm just still figuring it out what's going on. <laughs> <laughs> Bonjour, Dad. <laughs> to hear everybody. <laughs> yeah. All right, good. Cool. Hello, everybody. Bouju. Bouju. I'm Leah Lem. And I'm Cole Primo. And we are your hosts for Native Lights, where Indigenous voices shine. Yep. Connecting with our neighbors edition. There you go. In this episode, we are talking to our dad. William <laughs> <Primo>. <laughs> yes, we are talking to our dad, William Primo, a.k.a. <laughs> <laughs> There's so many AKs. A.k.a. Poppy Primo. So you're at your place, right? At Owl Hoot Station. That's correct. By the Tamarack River and uh, Tamarack Forest, State Forest. Mm-hmm. My dad lived just, just uh, east of here about uh, three miles, and my mom lived west of here about a mile and a half. Owl Hoot Station, right? That's right. Where did that name come from? Uh, uh, I was thinking of something else. I could have thought of like Owl Hoot Landing. Like that's where they use, they, they dump logs into the water. Mm. Uh, that's, that's been used because <laughs> you have Yellow Banks Landing and uh, St. John's Landing and all these places like it had landing in it. Then I thought about, hmm, something's got to be different. So I remembered that the uh, Australians, they don't, they don't say farms or ranches, they say stations. So I said, there it is, Owl Hoot Station. And Owl Hoot is from the old Western uh, uh, jargon as uh, outlaws. I like it. I like it a lot. So it translates to outlaw farm. Yeah, yeah, that's that's <laughs> cool. Backwaters <laughs> of America, tall and piney. So is anything different for you during the pandemic? Yeah, there is a little bit different. I've I've noticed there. Uh, uh, one or two less cars per day going by. Oh, wow. <laughs> What's that, like 50% less? <laughs> That's about it. <laughs> did you get uh, your, your grocery shopping done? You betcha. And how was that? It wasn't too bad. There wasn't uh, that much shortages at the, at the market. Um, people were uh, uh, doing uh, their uh, minimal buying, you know, and saving stuff for other people. And oh, nice. there was even a few... Uh, Big uh, family size uh, packages of uh, TP left on the shelves. I was surprised. What? Oh man, you should have grabbed one for me. There you go, Cole. <laughs> <laughs> do you, hey, Dad, do you remember anything like this happening to this scale before? Uh, no, no, not not even close to this scale before. I, I uh, this is just like totally something really new for me too. So yeah, there was n- never anything like this before. It was there was just you know like uh, the. Uh, the Cold War and the the atomic bomb threat, and mm-hmm. the Cuban Missile Crisis, and uh, the race riots of the '60s, and and the, but those were like far away, and you know they were in, in the United States, but they seemed so far away. Mm-hmm. Dad, did um, did your parents ever, our grandparents ever talk about um, you know, like the flu pandemic in like the nineteen, you know, seventeen or nineteen eighteen? My dad told me about this, the times like uh, during the Depression. That's all his recollection was. I think those were in the 30s or something like that. Gotcha, gotcha. And uh, he said it was just business, business as usual back around here um, because they always lived poor. Hmm. Uh, 
uh, you know they had they had their they had their pigs and their sheep and their, you know they hunted and they uh, they went to wild rice camp and maple camp and they did all their stuff just the way it usually was it wasn't you know, the only the only thing that was hard about those days were the uh, getting the uh, you know like parts for cars oil and gas and tires you know and uh, and uh, and goods that that they had to have you know but that were used also at the time for the war effort Mm-hmm. They had to ration those things too, but other than that, I don't, I don't remember them saying anything about, uh, you know, mass sicknesses. Other than a lot of the kids that that came back from like the government schools were um, were affected by the uh, by uh, the coal fired stoves they had. Um, you know, they may have got uh, like uh, I don't know what emphysema or something from the you know from the different different ways of heating, you know, smoky rooms and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. That's about it. That's all, about all, I, all, I, all I can remember. Well, are you taking any precautions, Dad? Oh, here? Yeah. Uh, no, I, I have my usual uh, amount of food. I have my usual amount of uh, backup. And if, uh, if it gets real thin, I'll just go hunting. See, that's a thing, right? Like when you're living in the country... And I know, like, even in Grand Rapids here, I mean, we live in the country. I mean, we're pretty close to town, but I feel like we're at least a little bit more prepared, you know, like, you know, all of our firewood, which we're running low on right now and stuff like that, like fuel, we're at least stocked up a little more than we would be in the cities. As opposed to, yeah, to city slicker myself. <laughs> <laughs> you, always have to, you always have to be aware of stuff like that, you know, especially when you live out in the country. Like, yeah, you know, it, 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 it takes a moment or two just to go check the tanks, just to make sure you're, you keep on top of that all the time, you know. Like your propane tank? Yeah. Yeah, that sort of stuff is on your mind, because we ran out of propane uh, the first winter here. We didn't even know what to look for, you know. It's just some of those things you learn over time. Yeah, it's, it's always got to be on your mind. You know, it isn't something that you have to walk around every day carrying. It's you know, it's something that you just do have to remember, you know, the, the you know, because occasionally the power will go out, you know, what what's your backup plan for that? And mine is to go move in the garage with, uh, with, with, with K-Cake because, uh, uh, because we have a generator out there and I can hook that up to his heater and we'll have heat, you know, but mm-hmm. the power goes out in the house, my electric stove won't come on. But mm-hmm. Yeah. I've got to be aware of that. Need your bug out bag too. Got that ready all the time. <laughs> Yeah, explain the bug out bag. Yeah. Oh, that's a it's a duffel bag. It's about I don't know about I'd say close to thirty inches by you know by foot square or something like that. And it's, it has all kinds of stuff. It has the medical supplies. Yep. It has uh, emergency shelter. It has uh, about uh, eight nine days of food. Uh, you know, trail food. Uh, it's got all kinds of uh, like equipment. Um, you know, just stuff that you could run out in the woods and hide with, you and uh, keep yourself uh, keep yourself going. Uh, you know, like mosquito repellent. I got uh, I got a pair of jeans in there now, raincoat. <laughs> and the rain. That's where you should have found me now. If I'd have been brave. <laughs> <laughs> awesome! You got your video games in there. <laughs> yeah. Your video Game Boy. Game. <laughs> your Game Boy. <laughs> All I have is the movies. I don't watch TV. <laughs> oh, okay. That's the 
worst. That's the that's the mind killer. Got to watch like, those like, B movies. Like, you got to like, throw about a, about a hundred books in there. That'd be. Well, you'd have yeah. something to read and something to for fuel. Well, yep. <laughs> yeah, what are you reading right now? What am I reading now? I'm reading a a uh, it's uh, by uh, uh, God. What is his name? It's Kessler. Kessler. It's a, a mystery about uh, an Egyptian plague that uh, surfaced in uh, the modern yeah. world. You know, like right right now during right now days. Oh, relevant. And, uh, and uh, they're trying to find the tomb of this princess who had to cure some sort of uh, herbs that she had with her when she ran away because of the, the plague in Egypt. And she's, and she, the, the story gets really complicated and unbelievable mm. where she escaped down the Nile or up the Nile to the Mediterranean Sea and got away. And she went to Spain on one of those uh, uh, reed, reed boats that they had. And yeah. then from there, she went to Scotland and Ireland and founded the Celtic civilization that that happened all in the 106 pages <laughs> <laughs> so why did you want to read that book is it because of what's happening now or oh it was just I, I, it was just in my uh, my, my list my, my stack of read books so she had a a cure right with her yeah, herbs and a, stuff that's what i heard for the cure for this plague that that they had um, um, and uh, the the, uh, the uh, people that were messing around in Egypt or something like that in those uh, in those archaeological digs bust open the plague and it started to spread. Ooh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, speaking of uh, herbs and medicines and stuff, usually when I burn sage, it's like on a special occasion. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> but these days, for the past like two weeks or more, it's been like a couple times a day. It's constant. I just. <laughs> constantly like burning sage and like putting tobacco out and all that stuff and it feels good it, it's a what you call it it's a, it's a way of uh reassuring yourself that things will be better you know me in the back of my mind you know do i question this because uh you know it's been handed down to me for you know since you know i don't remember how far back but uh you know my people did it you know and i'm doing it but then uh, every once in a while, I go turn on the uh, my uh, my ozone machine. <laughs> it, it, it cleaned the house out really good. You know, and it was uh, ozone things that shoots uh, ozone out of the, the shack and then uh, purifies the air. Yes. Yeah, I got the purifier you gave me. That's running nonstop now. That's but, a good uh, idea. Not to prop Dad up or anything right now, but you just recently were appointed associate judge for District Three of Black Band of Ojibwe. Has that? Has that whole situation been affected by this uh, pandemic? Uh, well, we're kind of on hold as far as uh, I believe trials are. So I haven't heard from the other uh, two justices and the, uh, the main judge. I haven't heard from them for a couple of days. I've been trying to get a hold of them to, to have a meeting over uh, over the phone. Yeah, um, things have been kind of quiet. I think uh, they're uh, what do you call it? Sheltering in place and. Um, We'll get back up on it as soon as the uh, situation stabilizes, I believe. They, they're saying, what, 15 days or 16 days or something like that right now. Yeah. So um, we'll see. Yeah, it seems like there's just been so much disruption. I know, like my board membership, too, with the uh, corporate ventures, uh, we've just been getting um, memo alerts uh, how the casino is gonna, you know, closing and what steps they're doing to uh, you know, ensure employee uh, safety as well as... Uh, 
you know, customer safety. So Closing down the casinos, that would have to be a big topic of conversation for um, the Corporate Ventures Board too, huh? Yeah, it was done, you know, it was done by the, uh, well, as I say, the heads of state, the, uh, you know, like the chief executive and the, the tribal board, which uh, kind of, you know, usurp uh, all the other little boards around. So they they made the decisions up there, and they just gave us the words downstairs. Okay, gotcha. You know, because they had to act quick. You know, they can't. They couldn't wait for the, all the boards to get together and uh, you know get their little quorums going and vote in individual little little places, and then pass the uh, decisions up. So that what they did was they made a like a command decision. Yeah. Sure. Closed her down for two weeks on Monday. Monday, March sixteenth, to be specific. I hope I haven't heard really what uh, like other uh, other casinos are doing, but I'm pretty sure that it's uh, like nationwide are are heeding to call for uh, for closing too. Yeah. Mm. I want to know what Cole's doing. I mean, I, I mean, being held up down there and that. Oh, it's fine. We're we're hunkering down. We're not going to gatherings or anything. You know, I've been ordered yeah. to work from home, and I will do that. So we're we're okay. Okay. <clears throat> what was the name of the what was the name of the um the uh this this interview? Leah told me that she wanted me to think oh, of Oh yeah. Name. Oh yeah, the name. Oh, yes. God. Yes. We want to oh. find a good name for it like, you know, like chatting or you know, stoop conversations, something like that in Ojibwe. And just like a easy name. Yeah, so I mean, they're casual conversations. We're supposed to be kind of, kind of like neighbors talking. I was thinking of something. I think was uh, there was come laughing, bidapi. Like if you're you're going, you're heading towards a bunch of people and you're laughing because you're happy to see them. <gasps> um, I like that bidapi. Yeah, like, like you see your friends, you see your friends standing around at the <clears throat> at the club or something, or in a, or at the park. <laughs> at the club. At the club. Be dappy. The short I E A E at the end. You'll get it. Okay. <laughs> Be dappy is great though. Yeah. But anyway, that's about it. And awesome. Very cool. Well, thanks for chatting, Dad. I don't know if thanks, you have anything else. No, just just you guys be safe out there. Yeah. You too. You Thank too. you. We will be. All, All right. right. Bye, Dad. Love you. Bye bye. Hey, later. I gotta go. I gotta go find the dog. Okay. <laughs> bye. All right, bye. <laughs> so, Bidapi. Bidapi. I like I that. Like, I like that as a name. <laughs> we don't know how long this road is. We don't know how long this journey is going to be. But when we keep making these connections to one another, we can get through it all together as <laughs> one big family uh, community. Right? We're in this together. Thank you for listening to Native Lights, connecting with our neighbors or Bidapi. Yeah, we're going to have these conversations a couple times a week. So make sure to listen to the new episodes as they come out. Native Lights is produced by Ampers and is made possible by the Minnesota Arts and Cultural Heritage Fund. I'm Cole Primo. And I'm Leah Lem. Giga Wabaman. Giga Wabaman. <laughs>